Hello and welcome to the first episode of Real Rants with Joel and Alex. Join us in discussing topical issues with the intention of having fun whilst educating ourselves and others. No topic is off limits in this podcast as we tackle the big questions that face us today, paired with random anecdotes along the way. Hello Alex. Hello Joel. Um, wonderful introduction. You wrote there for everyone. I completely agree, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I thought that was excellent. It's also slightly misleading. It's to draw people in. I was mm, I was going to say, you've promised a lot. <laughs> I've promised a lot. You promised education. <laughs> You're not going to get that here. I don't think there's going to be much education. <laughs> no, that was a complete lie. There's going to be a lot of ranting. Lot of ranting. Will it be coherent? Who knows? Who knows? What was true? Literally, I think more than anything, this was a, pl- a place for us to be able to rant about things because we, we do feel very passionate, particularly about kind of social issues. And we found ourselves talking about it a lot and at length. And then I think from that came the question of what can we do? And the ideas of like, you know, behind accountability. And I think for us, doing this podcast, talking about it, regardless of what platform it it has and how many people listen to it it's about encouraging us to keep on top of social issues educating ourselves things like that 100% I'd like to kind of go off that with that I don't really think anyone's going to listen to it but it will be a nice outlet for our sort of our ranting our raging you know stop us kind of bursting at people we know with all this which I think is also important because if they say something to why me up I'll say something but Let's also do it here. And you're also a really, really angry person. That's very rude. You it's very factual. Really You've got a lot of steam to blow and you can do that as much as you want here. It's a safe space. You're okay. You're supported. Um, I think the other part of that introduction that was a bit of a bit of a lie, I'm not going to um, lie to you, actually, I am going to lie to you, apparently, mm. um, is that we're going to be tackling the big questions. I think definitely sometimes we're going to be covering these big topics, but it, we don't want to always keep it really really serious sometimes we do want to talk about the more trivial things and maybe then try and apply it to a wider societal meaning because everything can be and it might be a bit annoying actually um but we we will talk about our interests as well um for example like we want to talk about skincare or music or literally anything like that yeah i think it definitely will be annoying joel um and it's also that kind of (laughs) who's to say what's a big question and what's a trivial very true that sounds quite elitist to me we will talk about what we want to talk about because this is our space and you decided to listen or you didn't. That was your choice. This exactly. is our choice. And that, oh, sorry, that's how I feel about it. Today's podcast it is going to be more of an introductory one. We're going to be talking about labels, in particular um, ideas behind labels and its relationship with sexuality, what labels mean to us what are the mm-hmm. benefits and maybe negatives of labels um that's definitely something we want to discuss so yeah definitely and we had a plan for that but it did become a little bit of a rant um about homophobia so if that sounds interesting um if that sounds good to you if you want to hear that listen along yeah and if you're not interested why are you still here go away I think it's important to first say um, we actually recorded this section of the podcast um, and I lost it all. Thanks, Joel. Oh, and it was the first one was so incredible, wasn't it? It was like really informative. It was really so amazing. Funny You'll never hear it. But... And so we can't replicate that again, I'm afraid. So if this is 
awful. Really jolts to blame because he lost the good one. I did lose it. It got corrupted, and this is the part of the industry that we're in. <laughs> no, I've got no idea what I'm doing, and I made a big uh, boo-boo. So we're going to do this again. Um, we're going to switch it up slightly. It's us just ranting anyway, and we can do that. <laughs> but it is very frustrating. Um, and this is only the first episode, so <laughs> I'm hoping I get better. So, before we get into this topic of labels today, the first thing that I want to say is that we're going to be mainly talking about labels in the sense of sexuality. Um, Obviously, there's lots of other different types of labels you can have to do with nationality. There's lots of different labels, um, but we kind of want to give those kind of topics their own podcast Mm. and just for now focus on things like sexuality because that's such a a big topic in general and we probably won't be able to get through it all today anyway. (laughs) I think, to start us off, my opinion on labels full stop. Um, I don't like labels. I think this is something that I've come to terms with, um, not even just about myself. I think in general, I don't like labels. I think it's quite dangerous in ways to society because we we are so... It's this incessant need to categorise, put people into boxes. And I just don't think that's what humans are. I don't think we can do that. I think people can have different preferences Um and to be able to do what they want without having that pressure of labelling themselves. Um, and I think it's got some dangerous elements. So you don't like them maybe because you find labels to be restricted? Yeah, I mean, not in like a personal way. So I mean, like if I were to say what my labels were, I, I am straight, I am cisgender, um, which for anyone listening who doesn't know what cisgender is... Get out the notebook... Definition time. So cisgender is when someone's sense of personal identity and gender corresponds with their birth sex. To clarify again, this is that kind of definition assumes that you would know that gender and sex is separate. And that's really important to remember throughout this podcast because your sex is what we assign, the hospital, the doctors, etc. assign you at birth. They say, okay, you're male or female. The gender is the attributes that we give to that sex. So gender is a completely socially structured thing. I personally haven't found labels particularly restrictive. Um, I mean, I'm to be honest, I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend for a long time now. It's not something that I've ever had to kind of... I've not had that conflicting thing about sexuality or my own gender in my head. I've not had any of that. But I think for other people, it is extremely well I think for everybody it's restrictive but especially for people who don't know what their labels are <laughs> and who are who have no idea and who grow up constantly be told that there's two main genders um but feel as though they associate with something other than that um, I think for them that's extremely restrictive I would agree with that but I think on the flip side I think this is what we've talked about before I think then creating new labels and labels that fit you can then be very empowering while I think I definitely agree in a perfect world it'd be nice to be unlabeled because you shouldn't need to because our world is so obsessed with like categorizing people and having a label and defining yourself and everything you do is so linked to identity that I think it can be really important then to have those labels that feel like they fit you and then you feel like you kind of belong with that and that's why I think it well, I think a lot of people are like, oh, all these all these new things, God, what's going to be next, this, that and the other. 
it's a very like privileged perspective to come from I think because it's like you only feel that way because mm. you've not had to question how you label yourself because you're just considered to be in inverted commas normal which is ridiculous because just because you're kind of the majority or what society says is the most acceptable that doesn't mean you're like normal because for loads of other people that's not normal and so like having new labels where people feel connected and feel then um yeah that their kind of identity is then validated where I feel like a lot of labels that are so restricted um and these binaries of man woman gay straight for example can be really restrictive if they're your only options and so having kind of this representation of the fluidity of gender and the fluidity of sexuality um can then obviously be really empowering for people to be able to find oh that's what I am now now that makes sense to me not that you should have to do Mm. that but I think there is, a, there is a pressure to do that, I think, and to feel abnormal. But I think if there is a label that fits you, then you don't feel, like, abnormal anymore, do you, if that makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I think that's important to kind of stress. <laughs> There's two types of ways of saying it. So when I say I don't like labels, I'm referring to the fact that I find mm. I think it's quite restrictive. I think um, it's unnecessary. I think it shouldn't matter to other people. Um, however, when other people say they don't like labels, it's in a transphobic way, it's in a homophobic way, um, it's in a way that they don't like, that they are something other than mm. what they think is, again, in inverted commas, normal. Um, and there's two different types. So my dislike of labels comes from critical thinking of, and how I think in the big picture that can actually be further damaging because it contributes to this society that, as you say, is obsessive yeah. over putting people in boxes. But when other people say they don't like labels, it's, oh, they've created these new words, these new terms. It's, there's just male and female. There's only two, se- there's only two sexualities. There's only one sexuality. It's... It's a very narrowed outlook and it's that's not the approach that I'm taking when I say that. Yeah, 100% I totally agree. And I think I think that's the thing as well, like you don't want to restrict people. And I think also you don't want to put labels onto people. I think that can be a massive problem as well. People have to, have to tell mm. you what their sexuality is, what their gender is. And you see this a lot with like kind of celebrities and stuff. Like if someone plays, say a gay character, they want they want to know, are you this, are you that? And it's like, you shouldn't you shouldn't have, that's none of your business. No one should have to tell you any of those things. And also you shouldn't put labels onto people. So just because they do one thing, it's like, you're gay or you're, like you shouldn't, that shouldn't be the case. Like people should individually be allowed to use these things to empower themselves, to kind of mm. identify themselves. It shouldn't be something that's put on someone else. And it shouldn't be something that you like have to pick and have to stick to. That, that's the thing so if I woke up one day um, and I didn't have my girlfriend say if I wasn't with my girlfriend anymore and I decided you know what I want to be with a male I should be able to do that without worrying about placing a label on myself and I think I, that's what I'd find quite worrying that, that that pressure and having to this whole idea of coming out and we've talked about it before even that can be so dangerous because it's obviously it's great if you feel validated it's great that you've come to terms with your sexuality that's not something that we're kind of uh, debating but it's the fact that you have to come out as though it's something that's not normal which it's just so funny because same-sex acts have been observed in nature We, we know that it's natural so it's just so funny that we decide to come out and I think if I were in that position where I wanted to be with someone else who wasn't a female or they identify as female, whatever it is, I wouldn't want that pressure of having to do that. Um, and 
I would want friends around me that had that same belief where they wouldn't care either. And I think it's so bad as well because it's obviously it's like the whole thing like straight people don't have to come out so why should gay people have to come out and like why should anyone like else have to come out mm. and I think it's like well, like like we say like it can be really great like if you find that empowering if you find that is a mate like do that but I think it's this idea that there's going to be one moment where someone comes out and then after that they're just out and that's their experience but it's obviously not the case because then it's so many moments of having to like come out again because if you meet new people or like new situations and like you shouldn't have to keep coming out it's ridiculous because in in many situations like it's completely like your private business like why do you care who someone is is attracted to and is doing whatever with like it's no one else's business so like why should you have to come out with that it's so it's so strange i think that's where it comes down to like it's 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 all individual experience because obviously someone could have a really positive experience of that and want to do that and feel the need to do that and that's fine but also I think you shouldn't have to do that but it's also like you shouldn't feel that pressure to have to come out and tell everyone like what you are and all these things that are such personal things that you shouldn't need to do that because no straight people have to do that yeah I think in in an ideal world what you found attractive Mm. is what you found attractive and that's that Um, and unless that other person is the person you're attracted to it's really got nothing to do with anyone else and I think um, literature has proven time and time again that things like um, sexuality or um, sexual attraction, romantic attraction, they are all these different lanes that sometimes they can interlink and they can intertwine with one another, but they can be completely separate. So you might have a romantic attraction towards um, a particular, you might have a preference of romantic attraction. That might be completely different than your sexual attraction. There is no way to gauge that. And obviously there's commonalities and there's um there's some links between them but it can be completely separate and I think and I think another interesting thing is that we often put these labels that we put the pressure on people to give themselves a label at a really young age and I think this is where it um comes when people older generations think that it's just new new younger generations who are coming up with all these new terms and it's because you've made them categorize themselves they've created a label that they feel like they fit they might change that label later on but they're at an age where they are hormones are changing there's so much that goes on and if they just weren't if they were expecting if they didn't have that expectation to put themselves into a box, maybe their labels wouldn't keep changing. Maybe they would. Maybe that's got nothing to do with you <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, and I think... Yeah, fully. And yeah. I think what you're saying about obviously all these uh, things being um, separate and complicated, I think this whole thing, you can't oversimplify people because like human existence and life is complicated and all these feelings are complicated and you shouldn't feel pressured to to labor yourself or put yourself in any kind of box and like I said I think it can be it can be really important for a lot of things particularly like kind of social movements and activism whereby you have had groups of people being obviously oppressed and discriminated against because of their sexuality Mm. and because of how they feel and things they can't control and then you see why obviously these things have come to exist and they need to and they're important and these communities are amazing and like you know the LGBTQ community is incredible that exists and how it exists but it is that thing of like it's still so complicated like within that that's a whole range of people existing in all kinds of different ways and it's it's really important to have that for things like pride and for things like I say like legal protections and just everything that's important like politically but also like how people just live their lives day to day the actual reality and lived experience of sexuality it it can be far more complex than just this simple label that you put on it because what does that tell you about a person and then I think people can then be really stuck to their labels then because then people can be kind of seen as just that one thing which is I think 
very interesting and kind of crazy because I think people will be like when people are gay that's all they talk about or that's that's so important or you keep bringing it up but actually when you think about it straight people do that all the time like you talk about crushes all the time you talk about who you find attractive all the time being straight is a massive part of your identity you just don't see it that way because it's not seen as kind of this um abnormal identity that needs to be kind of like remarked upon whereas if you're if you're queer in any way it's like you saying those same things you saying oh I found that girl attractive or whatever becomes this like weird this weird thing almost or this thing we have to acknowledge whereas it should just be the same Mm. like why is it do you know what I mean I don't know if explain that well but I think there is this this kind of like double standard where people because they've been told they're the norm or whatever they don't acknowledge how much that's a part of themselves it's insane and it also implies that being gay or being bisexual or whatever it is is a choice and that's something that children and adults whoever choose to do when everyone who is straight would know that they've not chosen to be straight they are they are just attracted <laughs> that's not something that they can they can really control so why would we shame somebody for it's it's simple yeah. as why would we shame somebody for not for something they can't control <laughs> It's like, oh, when did you know you were gay? Or when did you know you were this? It's like, well, when did you know you were straight? Like, it's a stupid question. Like, you might sort of know, but, like, it's just just a bit ridiculous. And you shouldn't be questioned that way. I think that's the thing. Like, you should just believe people when they tell you what they are. Like, why is this weird questioning? And we've said this before as well. I think it's funny when people are like, well, with, like, conversion therapy or this suggestion that people can just like gay people can just be straight because that sort of acknowledges then there must be bisexuality because you're suggesting you can choose. And if you can choose agenda to be attracted to not that that's what bisexuality is but do you know what i mean like then you've suggested you've chosen after being attracted to both which Mm. is bisexuality so then you're admitting bisexuality exists which you can't have it both ways exactly (laughs) bisexuality is often one that's massively undermined on both sides like biphobia from both like you know heterosexuals and also like the gay community as well being kind of like you can't fit in either unless you're getting biphobia from both sides and that's the thing where labels can be important because i think accepting labels like that that for a long time have been questioned can be really important to be like no i'm not straight and i'm not gay dependent on who i'm with i'm like this all the time like it's not it's not just down to actions is it it's it's all these other things that happen at the same time if that makes sense yeah i think what a lot of what bisexual people face is um say if a bisexual woman is with a man it's oh I thought you were I thought you were bisexual okay but <laughs> that exactly mm. <laughs> that's the point and I think with bisexuality what people face a lot I think with men it's you're either because bisexuality again it's all linked with homophobia and this fear of femininity um it's either you are gay or you're straight there is no in between and people refuse it and I think it's the same with women but that time it's if it's with another woman it's there to for the man's sexual pleasure basically um or they're just waiting to be turned by a yeah, man fully. is what it's like, a lot of the time i think it's really sexualized isn't it i think it's that trope it, it seems all the time that mm. bisexual women are actually just straight women that like want to seem more exciting or attractive to men which is absolutely ridiculous it's damaging to connect kind of identity to specific acts it's so so much more complicated than that it shouldn't be oversimplified if that makes sense and i think that's what labels can do no yeah, definitely. And it is that point. It's it's so funny because it's so it's so complicated, but only when you try 
and simplify it because it, it, the, the irony of it is it's the Literally. most simple thing in the world to be attracted to whatever whatever whoever you want and um, but through trying to simplify it through trying to characterize place people in boxes inadvertently we're making it even more complicated and that's why you can't be angry when people come up with a new gender which is something we'll go on to and when people come up with a new sexuality i say new as in a new term for that sexuality or gender um but if you are making them label themselves and physically um, and verbally tell you what their label is these new genders and new sexualities they're going to keep cropping up if you keep putting that pressure on and it's so ironic So, Joel. Yes. Um, as a sort of spokesperson on the straight experience on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think straight people like sort of question their sexuality or worry about their sexuality or kind of like challenge on the sexuality? Yes and no. So I say no because it's in no way comparable to the way people who are queer or who actually kind of are struggling with their identity their sexuality whatever it is not struggling but kind of um well it could be struggling questioning querying thinking questioning querying all of those fantastic words so i think in that respects it's in no way comparable but what i think is really funny with straight males in particular they constantly verify their sexuality which as i think is in the realms of the same kind of thing Um, And you hear it constantly with kind of uh, mainly groups of straight men um, saying things like no homo or I'm not gay, but you look nice today. Uh, And it's just little things like that, which they are basically saying, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight, I'm straight. They're making sure that that person knows that there's no possibility or there's no way that that person could consider being with the same sex, regardless of whether you paint it as a joke or not. And if it is a joke, it's not very funny. Mm. It's a bit weird that you feel it's like not. you need to constantly affirm your sexuality that you're so strong in, so secure in it. I'm so I'm, I'm really secure about my sexuality. Don't worry. I'm just going to keep reminding you though that I'm not in any way gay. Exactly. It's just gay panic constantly. It's like when they say um, similar on the lines of what you've just said. I'm confident in my sexuality, but mm. and it's like there's no need for that first part. You don't sound that confident. Do you know what I mean? Like, doesn't nope. not that confident though, are you? I think it's just it's just blatantly homophobic. Like, and there's no way you can talk about it other than it is because you're scared of people thinking mm-hmm. you're gay. And why? Why would you be scared of that if you didn't have negative thoughts about being gay? And I think it also stems a lot from misogyny, misogyny, sorry, as well because <laughs> <laughs> sorry, misogyny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just hate it so much. I can't even say it. No, let's wait a minute. <laughs> She's slurring. She's very drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it stems a lot from misogyny as well because it's tend to be do anything that's remotely feminine and you have to kind of quantify or like make a joke about it as if it's gay because if you make a joke about it you're obviously not gay because you've made like a gay joke so you've like covered yourself do you know i think that's sometimes what it seems to be as well like you joke about it before other people can joke about it because then it might actually affect your kind of like male ego or status as like aggressively straight like and it's just no need for it and it's really strange and and we it's very very odd very odd and i feel like we've said this before as well like instead i think there needs to be no hetero because that's where we get very confused because girls will do normal things and behave really normally and men will perceive that as inherently sexual needs to be sexualized um you know needs to sexually harass that person like no 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 
that's not what's no no hetero this is not what's going on here please step away do you know what i mean mm. friendship only that would have practical use it would have practical use it really would no homo just seems a bit silly and i don't know if you've seen it like have you seen that um ramesh ranganathan did like a like joke he made of it and it was like how far can that go though like if you sent something like really like i want to literally have sex with you like to your friend like i'm not mm. gonna say exactly what, what he says but like if you watch it and then to put no homo, I don't think that would be enough. Like, do you know what I mean? If you, like, and that's the thing, because it is so silly. When you actually deconstruct those things, it's ridiculous because you're saying for things that don't need to be said because I wasn't thinking you were gay by that. But also then it's like, if you actually are doing things that one might perceive as actually quite gay, but mm. they're not. It's, it, it's so insane. And you see it a lot now. And people have come up with like quirky little terms to use instead of saying "I'm not gay," basically. And it's all it's all a big joke. But you see it now. Oh, uh, don't be sus. Mm. And I think that stems from like I think it's Among Us, or it stems from a game. And basically, people saying "Don't be suspicious." Don't be gay is essentially what is you're it? saying. I think with that one. Um, and the others ones ones where it's like. Um, and it's just little microaggressiony things that people I don't think realise. So there was this video on TikTok and it was um of a man and he was getting like he was doing a face mask with his girlfriend or he was doing something along self care, which mm. is so gay. If you look after yourself, you have to be homosexual, yeah. by the if way. If you're trying to look nice for women, it's just it's just so gay. So very gay. <laughs> And it was something that was going around, all these comments, it was completely filled with, obviously, very just blatant homophobia, which is very ironic because he was with his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was other ones that were like, um, oh, he's going to get bullied in the group chat about this. Oh, the boys aren't going to get let this go in the group chat. And it's so funny because, yeah, you might have your little jokes about it. But uh, what we want to encourage on this podcast is critically think about that. So let's t- let's break that down. Why would he be getting disassembled <laughs> in the group chat? Why would he be attacked? As even if it was a joke, why would he do that? Because he's doing something that's considered feminine, mm-hmm. and you're afraid of that. And it's these little things that seem so innocent on the surface that actually can t- contribute to something so much more toxic within our society. I think things that seem like a joke and that you might you might interpret as a joke yourself obviously contribute though to a society where those things are jokes and it's acceptable to make jokes out of those things and if something's acceptable to make a joke out of you don't take it seriously you're not thinking about it properly and then when people do come forward like legitimate legitimate discrimination it's oh it's also funny no it wasn't this it's all a joke like if you're taking people to be a joke and they're not serious and they're like other and we're the main group and they're negative and they're below us what is that saying about these people? Why do you think that's funny? Because you're saying mm. it's negative and you're painting them negatively and that all contributes to a society in which those people are in some way less human, not as good as you. And then people who maybe don't understand that's a joke then think it's acceptable to take further those things, like further misogyny, more dangerous misogyny, further homophobia, more dangerous acts of homophobia. Like even if you think it's a joke and you think everyone in the group understands it's a joke, there might be one person there that doesn't understand that, doesn't get the context and genuinely feels those horrible things and you don't know who that is and and so you should be kind of challenging those things rather than encouraging them. Exactly. And what you're saying, that's not theoretical. That is literally mm. is what's happening. Um, and that's why it's so important to um, think <laughs> before you say things. And I think the other important thing to remember is we're not saying that every man is inherently bad and when people say these things and make these jokes um i've got male friends who i do pull them up on it but i've got male friends who would use kind of these kind of slurs as a joke and they might be decent people Mm. 
and they might not fully understand the repercussions of what they're saying and they are not inherently bad but the reason I pull them up on it is because as you say it does contribute and I think people don't fully understand that and when I do say that they use slurs it's nowhere near I should clarify I mean to be honest when they're using gay in a derogatory way Mm -hmm. they don't tend to use I don't tend to surround myself with people that would ever say anything any worse than that but it is interestingly all male Mm -hmm. I don't have any women who I'm friends with that would say things like that and I think that's very interesting to keep in mind. Like there obviously are women that do say things like that, but yeah, we're talking oh, about yeah, course, generally. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's part of that sort of what's with that sort of socialization that men get, men in packs together, the sort of behaviour that they encourage with each other that individually you might not do, but when it's kind of a group, it's sort of encouraged to say things you wouldn't usually say. But I also think it's like that whole thing of like, but I'm a nice person though. It's like you're avoiding any accountability for anything you do. Just take some accountability. You might've thought it was a joke. Fine. You're now aware it wasn't taken that way. It wasn't funny. Just have a little think about, do you want to repeat that? Because now you've been told kind of, actually that can be upsetting. You are discriminating against people through that. Who are you actually making a joke out of there? It's not, it's your friend, but it's also an entire community of people. Um, Mm. So now you know that. And then if you continue to make those jokes with the knowledge of what that's doing, then just think about what that says about you and how people are going to kind of perceive you. And also I think it's interesting where black people will make these sort of jokes, but then if there was someone who was actually, was gay there, for example, then they'd be like, oh no, I didn't mean you. No, I didn't mean it in that way. But what way did you mean it then? Mm. Because, oh, I just meant gay like, like gay like bad. So you meant, you meant being gay is bad. So what do you mean? Because if you challenge them on it, like I don't get it. And then watch people try to explain the joke. It then very quickly becomes very not funny anymore and then sometimes I get really defensive then because you've you've ruined it no you ruined it to begin with because it wasn't a funny joke exactly it's really it's really not hard and it's really not that funny to do you know what I mean it's so easy to stop Mm. it's so easy to stop and I think it's interesting what you're saying about if there was somebody who was gay in the group I think what a lot of these kind of and I'm saying male groups I know obviously as you say it happens in um female groups but far less but yeah, far less, and I've had the experience more of it happening in male groups, is that if somebody in that group was gay but hadn't told anybody or was struggling with their sense of identity, which is kind of what this whole podcast is about, struggling with labelling themselves because they have to label themselves nowadays, or they are, do you know what I mean by that? Obviously, <laughs> I don't think they should, but society expects them to. Mm-hmm. Are you creating an environment where your friend could could tell you and they would feel safe and supported and it's easy to say oh yeah well I'd, I'd love my mate if he did come out gay do you really think they'd come out as gay to you if they're the kind of derogatory jokes you make even if they partake in it as well that can all be a sign of just kind of trying to repress th- those feelings and kind of shut it away and not think about it and make joke and make light I think building from that and I talked about in the, this in the the last podcast the podcast I deleted by accident <laughs> <laughs> As I talked about my experiences with, if I was talking to another male, what I like to do as a way to take accountability and a way to engage in discussion about stuff like this. If sexuality did come up, I quite like to tell people that I don't want to label my sexuality. And I've done this on numerous occasions. Um, and the biggest thing I can take from it is that it's instantly led with such shock and fear and confusion because they don't know how to act Um and it's so funny by me saying that I don't want to fit into a particular category. They are so, so terrified. And that shouldn't be me suggesting anything. It shouldn't be me saying that, it shouldn't be me coming out. It's literally saying that I, 
don't want to label myself. And then it's kind of a panic because I think people need people to conform to something. Like you need to, and they need to know, and they need to be able to identify people so that they can they can under, understand people or do you know what I mean like can know who's in and know who's out mm. and it's like threat that they get like just because even if someone was gay doesn't mean they're going to be attracted to you or like anything like that is going to happen and I think it's just really weird that there is this pressure that people need to explain to you any of those things that they shouldn't yeah but same. I also think from like a different perspective as well it's interesting how people kind of like have to change themselves to like fit to kind of like strain us a lot of the times for example like saying rather than just being like crushes you'll have like girl crushes so you've got crushes and then you'll have your girl crushes but actually they're exactly the same thing but and it's funny mm. that isn't it like how i think people do have to control their language or like say certain things what you can and can't say and i think is that constant thing of like having to kind of hide parts of yourself mm. which i think other people don't have to do like if you're straight you can just say all these things because it's normal and wouldn't be picked up upon but if you were talk about it in exactly the same way but just like you know not of someone of the opposite sex all the time that would then be like a big deal where you're just saying exactly the same thing it's exactly the same thing yeah exactly it's, but it would be picked up upon yeah it's it's almost a way to placate those around you um, because it can be hostile it's not always it's sometimes it's just genuine confusion which as you say it's not that confusing but in a way it can be you adjusting your language and what you and how you feel in order to placate someone because you know that they'll react in whatever way um, and as you say I think me saying to people that I don't want to label my sexuality for me it's been such a good way as I said to engage in discussion and be like okay so why did you react like that why are you thinking in this way and that for me has been such an excellent way to kind of start it and bring up this wider discussion by, about okay if you are a male why can't you compliment your male friends without saying confirming that you're not a homosexual? What? Why is that such a struggle? And yeah, it's it's been a really good way, and I think for me, it's been a great way to educate male friends that I've got that I'm closer to, um, and some women about the topic and about the discussion. And in, and again, it's in no way me coming out, but it definitely makes them think, um, and makes it. And it's a good way for me to whittle down people who I think are actually going to be supportive because I quite like as a criteria for a friend if I did decide to be with a, a man or if say if I decided um, or was complete not even decide say I didn't feel comfortable in my own body and wanted to change my identity in some way I'd want people who would be supportive not critical and disparaging or rude in any way and I think it's nice in a way to just have a side where whereby you can just be like I'm not labeling myself because you shouldn't need to also what comes out with coming out is that people maybe think they're lying or they're not being their true selves or they're not being authentic and I think this is a massive thing as well and why coming out can be a good thing for people because then they feel like they're embracing themselves and they're being honest whereas I think people can think before they're not but that's really bad because because you are like but then also it can feel like you're not because like I say those times where you're like like a girl crush or like you have to then kind of moderate what you're saying perhaps so you come out a bit and then you might come back a bit and yeah. i think that's the thing i think that's why labels can be good in a way because if you embrace when you feel comfortable it can feel like you're actually being authentically yourself but then also that's really problematic because you shouldn't have to feel that way because mm-hmm. straight people don't have to constantly like reaffirm their sexuality all the time and tell everyone to feel like they're actually being like like they're not lying to people so i just think it should be just kind of more open and less rigid and people shouldn't be kind of forced to categorize themselves or constantly question themselves in that way i think it'd be nice for people just more free to be whatever and things don't have to mean anything like you know what i mean it doesn't have to instantly mean 
something for your identity just because you're attracted to one thing or the other like we should just and i think if there wasn't a privileging yeah. of certain sexualities over others that wouldn't need to exist but because it's kind of straight it's seen as normal and for some way better than everything else and then everything else is abnormal it creates then a need to kind of reassert those identities because they're not considered to be equal to straightness which is kind of ridiculous because i would have thought yeah. i think sexuality is a fluid thing and so i think as a norm it's bisexuality like the fluid bit would be the norm but obviously for a lot of people it's not which is weird i think to kind of build on that to ask you something else about that so we're going to move on in a second to um i've kind of created a collection of tweets and responses um just from random people um about this topic and i'm going to get alex to react and we're going to discuss about it um and this is it we didn't do this this is a 100% genuine as well because we didn't actually do it on the last podcast. I feel podcast. like we changed a lot from that first podcast as well. Like this one seems quite different. Oh yeah I don't think any of this is the same. We could literally do another <laughs> episode and it'd be completely different. But um, I've got a collection of tweets to share with her. Um, we didn't do that last time but we will this time. The question I've got for you before we move on to that. Do you think if we didn't have this strict categorization of people and their identity and had this need to place people in boxes do you think the majority would be straight still? Or do you think more, as you say, do you think well, more people would be bisexual? Well, I think first bisexual? of all, if there wasn't any labels, then obviously not because that wouldn't be an option. Because if it wasn't like straight, it wouldn't be an option. I know what you mean though. No, but yeah, but I mean more people <laughs> open to, yeah, you're just being technical and <laughs> I'm going to kick you off the podcast on a minute. But um, <laughs> probably not, because I think a lot of the reason why people don't do these things is the kind of weird moralistic sort of um, attitudes put on these things and this kind of hierarchy of sexuality and so, so many factors. So one religion condemning other sexualities as a sin, if that wasn't there... I'm sure more people would engage in these things because it wouldn't be a big deal. Also, again, capitalism mm. and this need for this nuclear family and kind of the the idea of kind of couples for procreation and things like that. Again, if that wasn't privileged and it didn't matter, probably more people would engage in that. And I think it's because it does happen. Like, how often do people at like parties get drunk and be kissing their friends? And obviously they're still straight because they don't have that kind of romantic attraction to that. They don't put the same thing on it as someone who actually was... Um, attracts them would but it happens all the time so I think at a base level if we didn't have these labels those behaviours would happen way more because they have historically they have yeah, yeah historically best yeah, or just like you know very obviously we've only came up with these labels in sort of like 18th 19th century these things have been invented as identities but before that all these mm. things happened they still happen like and they happen like I say now people that would consider themselves to be straight are straight that's fine still do engage in what other people might consider to be, you know, like, gay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, same-sex things happen all the time. And I think, I think people's, again, sexuality changes o- over time. Like, this whole this whole idea of kind of um, experimenting and, you know what I mean, and this whole idea of bisexuality being like a transitory phase and things like that, that obviously happen. It happens often enough to be like a stereotype and be a thing, doesn't it? So, like, if we didn't put all these kind of moralistic values and expectations on these labels, I think more people would be free just to experiment. Like, but also you can never know that because that's not the world we live in. But from my perspective, I don't see why not because I think sexuality would be more fluid because there's loads of people that would be like, yeah, they're hot. So why why don't take a step further and just like see? Because people that date people, they're not instantly attracted to all the time, right? Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like and it's not the same all the time so mm. i think if there weren't all these factors put in place maybe 
I think that's interesting because nobody's forcing you to do anything. That's a thing at the end of the day. And I think that's the damaging thing about labels that somebody, I think in particular, obviously it goes for both male and female, but I think if it was um, a younger boy or someone in the teenagers or late teens, whatever it is, or young adult, and they had some kind of um, same-sex interaction um, that was sexual, that then, I think in their minds, there'd be this... I think in most mm. people that age would yeah. be this fear that oh my god I'm gay or and that, that and it's so sad because that doesn't need to be the case because it doesn't define who they are and it shouldn't define who they are um, and what's it to other people yeah. um, and I think if that if that was gone imagine how much more freedom people would feel to just do what they wanted to at that moment in that time mm. whether they did it again or whether they never did it again, it's completely um, unknown. And that's, I think, the ideal world that we'd want to live in. Absolutely fully agree. I think think it's that constant fear of what other people are going to think of you. But if that wasn't there, if we didn't have all these, like, perceptions of certain sexualities, people would just do what they want. Because at the end of the day, like, people are individuals, aren't they? And they're attracted to that individual, but that's not how it's seen because we're so obsessed with gender and what it means and all these different things and that means things to different people but like if if that wasn't there and you could just be attracted to who you attracted to and love who you wanted to i'm sure people would but i think it's because you you'd be scared to do that you wouldn't actually act on those feelings or think about those things or experiment with those things um yeah yeah, i completely agree with you like if they weren't scared about those things how many more people would just you know do what they wanted like be themselves fully Okay, so I thought we'd move on to the next section of the podcast, which is basically going to be Alex live reacting to various tweets and things that I found on social media. Um, and these are comments just, I've got no idea who any of these people are. I'm obviously not going to be naming any usernames or anything like that, just saying what the tweet is. So the first few um, reactions that I've got is, it was a show on Good Morning Britain. It was a particular episode they had. And they had somebody come on to the episode talking about um, their own identity in the fact that they were non-binary. Okay, so the definition for non-binary. So non-binary or genderqueer is a spectrum of gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine. Identities that are outside the gender binary. Non-binary identities can fall under the transgender umbrella since many non-binary people identify with a gender that is different from their assigned sex. Um, so either way, there was somebody who was non-binary on the Good Morning Britain show, and I don't know if you agree, but the amount of... There's been so much discourse around kind of non-binary and um, toxic masculinity and identity on Good Morning Britain. Transphobia. Um, which, which, yeah, what worries me slightly is because the reason it was put on so much because it was being ridiculed, and people seemed to like that, and then they brought it back. And yes, I love... I think it's great that exposures and people are there having conversations... But what was also quite upsetting is that the majority of the reactions were negative, which means that it was been it was kind of brought up just to sensationalise and just to create um, good TV, which is quite, quite problematic. Um, but anyway, from this episode of this person talking about their the fact that they identify as non-binary, somebody has put non-binary is a massive pile of crap. Male, female, that's how God made us. That's just it's, I just think. For one, people 
just like a slight aside but constantly bringing like religion into everything especially when people don't subscribe to that religion is ridiculous because it's like do you know what i mean you're trying to insert god into something that you don't know that person that is saying the non-binary even believes in that god so that's got no relevance to their life whatsoever so that's just pointless but also it's just so silly that you're putting more stock in a book that was written thousands of years ago and is literally made up and is an allegory anyway like than actual science because that makes no sense because scientifically there is more than just male and female anyway because intersex people exist and physically Mm. biologically they don't fit neatly into either categorization of male or female so yeah i think that is something that we're really looking forward to kind of delving into in a later episode um because biologically it just doesn't marry up and i think that's really interesting so Mm. stay tuned for that um but what i found really interesting is that Male and female, that's how God made us. But male and female is what we've designated to those, to these biological parts, basically. That's how we've done it. We've created those words. We've created these identities. It's also hilarious um, because God is non-binary. So, like, by definition, God doesn't have a gender. So he is non-binary. And also, I'm not saying, like, to disrespect religion. Like, if that's your religion, that's fine. I'm just saying I don't like the idea that religion's constantly respected above everything else. Because you've got a religion, you're allowed mm. to call somebody else's belief about themselves and their reality crap. Because how would you know? Just because mm. you're not non-binary yourself doesn't mean you can do that. And I think that's fine. You can reflect that on yourself. You can think that. But when there's such a tirade of hate against people that just want to exist, it's honestly pathetic. Because they're not hurting anyone else. They're not forcing you to like give up your gender that you that you want to subscribe to. No one's full of like telling you you can't be a man or you can't be a woman they're just res- saying respect what i am because you forced me into a box and i don't feel comfortable in it you know literally um the next two i'm this is in response to the exact same episode i'm going to read them one after mm. another i feel like this segment is like let's make alex angry because i'm already getting angry it is you are seething already so the so the next two why do we keep giving these I'm actually correcting the grammar subconsciously. They didn't say giving, they did it wrong, but I'm correcting it in my head because I can't read it out. (laughs) Um, Why do we keep uh, giving these mentally ill, non-binary idiots airtime? This is child abuse. And the next one is non-binary, gender fluid. There's going to be some messed up kids in the future. You are born male or female. Stop messing with minds. It's just ridiculous because do they understand how high the statistics of mental health in young LGBT teens is. And that's not because Mm. someone's confused them about being gay. It's because of homophobia and transphobia and people telling them they shouldn't exist. Like, the life expectancy for trans women of colour is 30. Like, think about that. That's horrific. And so, no, what you're doing is abusive. It's abusing people. And it's like this whole idea... Like, they always bring up this idea of child abuse all the time in, I think, relation to LGBTQ Mm. issues. And it's just ridiculous because allowing children to be seen, listening to children, giving them what they need is not child abuse. It's child neglect, not showing that these people exist. And, And it's ridiculous because a lot of laws don't allow these things happen to children because of this whole idea of child protection anyway. So you don't understand what you're even talking about. Because to go through a lot of procedures, to go onto hormones, all these things that not all trans people want, but, you know, for example, you need parental permission. Often you can't until you're 18. And that causes a lot of issues as well for trans people because past that point, it can be very difficult, you know, past puberty to, if you wanted to, like, go through a second puberty, it's far more traumatic. So there's 
there's just loads to unpack there anyway but just pointing it down to child abuse mm. is ridiculous someone coming out and speaking about their own experience and being able to be themselves and be happy is not child abuse it's absolutely disgusting to relate it to that same thing and this whole idea of like why are you giving these people space to talk about it and it's child abuse and blah 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 i think constantly listening to hate and constantly giving people the space to hate on other people is more abusive to children and there's so much genuine child abuse in, in the world often linked to homophobia like how many kids are bullied for being gay whether they actually are or not mm-hmm. hugely if you cared about children if you care about protecting children all these things you would support children loving themselves you'd support charities that support lgbtq youth you support trans rights but you don't so stop deflecting yeah. kind of your hatred onto protection of children because that's not what it is it doesn't correlate at all yeah, 100%. And I will forever reiterate this. And again, it's something I want to encourage in, this po- encourage in this podcast is to critically think. And what these people need to do, obviously they are full of hate. What is so ironic is that because they've taken no sense of our um, accountability, and that's so evident because if they did, they would understand how them saying that there is only male and female, and their ideas of male, male and female, they've a lot of that probably comes from gender constructions that we've attributed to those to those identities. Again, it's so forced upon people, and this is them forcing it upon children. <laughs> Again, funny enough how they say the opposite is child abuse. Um, this is pushed onto children, and then the irony is is that they are so angry when people when these children and other groups of people are coming out and saying, you know what, I don't fit these identities that you're trying to push me into. There's not enough, I can't breathe. I've come up with a new label to feel validated. And again, take accountability. How are you either consciously or subconsciously contributing to an ethos and environment that um, pushes people into boxes? No accountability, full of hate, as you say. I think doesn't affect you. It makes me think that these people actually need to look at their own identity a bit because they're, they're clearly very confused to care this much about somebody who is... And that's the thing, that they've just fully accepted themselves and they are talking about their experiences. It's not even as though as they are um, spewing hatred or um, hate criming or being nasty people, whereas they are. Um, yeah, yeah, they're horrific. not coming... And they're not coming on and being like, I don't believe um, men and women exist. They don't exist only non-binary people no one's saying that they're just saying their own experience and i think constantly as well like when the whole child conversation is brought up like do you forget about gay children then Mm. lesbian children trans children because they exist as well if you're going to bring up child abuse if you're going to bring up that complicated conversation of listening to children and child psychology and all these things understand what you're talking about and recognize that all children are straight children and and you you don't really understand the issue if if that's what you've taken yeah and if you and if you feel upset at saying somebody saying that, that there is gay children, there is trans children, if you're upset about that, you need to take a look at yourself because you are labelling them straight. So you can't have it both ways. Either there's no labels or you can label it. Yeah. Um, the last one was a TikTok video that I found. And it was somebody, it was, I think she was about 18, 19. Um, and she was, her video was basically saying that she was bisexual, but she was with a, um, she was currently with a male. She had a boyfriend. And Relatable. she was replying to what somebody else had said, saying, why did you choose to be gay? This was the question she had. And she was basically saying, I didn't choose to be anything. I've just got a boyfriend. And on that video, the very top comment 
very top, and it was liked by nearly 300 people, was, but it's a choice. And that was the top comment. <laughs> Um, and what was even more upsetting is the responses to that comment there was like back and forth of people talking about it and it was so scary the amount of people that were saying well I'll tell you what they were saying Um, while it is a choice the point of life is reproduction most of you guys do it for the attention it's a trend end of discussion and these are the these comments dominated the top sections of this comment section it's not as though this was kind of the act to search for them these these were the majority or even if it was the loud minority it was there so yes i'd like your opinion on that one well there's so much i can say so obviously can't unpack everything because it's a massive conversation but again if you're saying it's a choice we brought this up earlier but if it's a choice so you've chosen have you so you're telling me you had the capacity to be attracted to both and you chose one. So by definition, that's bisexuality then, is it? So you're saying yeah. all at a level, we're all bisexual and then we decide. So what's your argument? It's stupid. Um, it's ridiculous. And who is going to choose a life to be hated on, constantly invalidated all the mm. time? Who's going to choose that? It's not It's not a choice. You don't choose who you're attracted to. Tell me how you've chosen. Exactly. You've not chosen, so just get in the bin. It's a ridiculous thing to say on so many levels and it's also so stupid because someone's talking about their personal experience and you're inserting your beliefs over the top of their experience as if you know more like you don't and I think it's so dangerous because I think this whole idea that you can choose is especially from perspective like kind of internalized biphobia so so damaging because I think obviously for all people like if you're gay for a lesbian as well like thinking you can choose and forcing yourself to be in relationships that aren't helpful aren't healthy at all do you know what I mean like not accepting yourself is so so dangerous but especially I think if you are bisexual because this belief that you can just choose one and you'll be absolutely fine I think can be quite damaging because then that is burying a part of yourself in a way in a sense like it's not for everyone obviously it's fine and it shouldn't be that important but I think also it is that important because if you're constantly having to like think oh I'm not this but then if you're hearing things that are homophobic if you're hearing these things they're still going to damage you because do you know what I mean that is you like in a, in a different circumstance you, and it's like if you can choose like i just think it's so stupid it doesn't make any sense and it just shows just complete ignorance complete ignorance yeah 100 percent. i mean you only have to think about it for a few seconds to understand that it's not a choice it's really not that hard um i mean whether you i mean just say that you're homophobic if you want i mean ju- just say that you are a bigot do you know what i mean there's no point hiding it hiding behind these really pathetic fragile arguments that can be disassembled straight away because then you're left with okay so what's the real reason and just don't there's no need for all that just say what you think if you are really that discriminatory and rude say that um what i I think sorry i was just gonna say sorry this is just a point like who's gonna choose men in that scenario (laughs) just let's pull this let's let's just take this down here right if it really is a choice, who's going to choose a man? <laughs> I mean, the other thing to add, and just another side note, all of these comments were made by, um, from what I could tell from their profiles, men. Um, mm, and I think this brings up an argument that you brought up earlier, which is really interesting, or I brought it up, or we talked about it, where she's with, she. this person on this video has got a boyfriend. So immediately, all of this is saying that, oh, it was just a trend to be with a girl, it was just a trend saying they're bisexual, etc., if she had done this video and she had a girlfriend and it was very romantically displayed, then I think the comments would be like, again, not trend, but like, oh, after attention or, oh, that's not nice, etc. Horrible comments. And you do see it all the time, which is so ironic because it's all okay. Boys tend to be okay with sexualizing two women. 
um, being in a relationship. But as soon as it's romantic, it's seen as repulsive. Um, And that's what I mean, that the biophobia is so evident because it's like they can't win either way. Just to unpack that as well a bit more as well, I think it's that stereotype, that whole, like, there's two stereotypes when it comes to lesbians or women loving women more generally, in that it's either hypersexualized really mm-hmm. hypersexualized it's for male gratification of these like beautiful seductive women women and women it's like the ultimate fantasy all that rubbish or it's the complete antithesis of that they're repulsive to men they basically are men they're these sort of butch just i mean obviously this is not what i think but i'm just pointing out the kind of ridiculousness of this and these are the two stereotypes that face women in that situation and trying to avoid one stereotype of kind of the femme girl that's just in it for men, you then run into the other stereotype of like man-hating, you just want to be a man, like, do you know what I mean? That, mm. And you can't escape them then because it's kind of, you caught women, but you're not understanding that women don't need men. It's like, why do men always have to be there? On this as well, and this upset me as well because I think this is the whole point of like, if we're talking about biophobia, you do get it on both sides because I saw this TikTok. Well, I didn't see the TikTok, but I saw someone reacting to the TikTok. But this um, lesbian woman who basically said, that bisexual women fetishise women-loving women relationships and that they think, like, lesbians are, like, fantastical creatures or something ridiculous. And for a start, bisexual women are women-loving women because they're women that are attracted to women as well as men or multiple genders. So it's just ridiculous. But also it's, like, it's not not fetishising, sorry, to want a relationship that you would want. Like, that's ridiculous. But then, so if they want a straight relationship, they're then conforming or they're not really actually gay at all or like it's so ridiculous it's just so ridiculous especially when actually like a lot of statistics show bisexual women face a lot more domestic abuse in relationships um and a lot of that's from men so then you can see why they would then maybe want a relationship with a woman like mm. do you know what i mean if you're constantly also getting this constant like sexist hate all the time why wouldn't they want that like even if they were fetishizing it which they're not even if they wanted that but you can't win this is the thing you can't no. win no. you're with a man you're not you're not bisexual anymore just because you're with a man because you're defining the woman by the man fine or if you're with a woman you're now gay you're now a lesbian now and you won't leave these things and it's like obviously people can change as i say sexuality is fluid you might define yourself as one thing and then genuinely change and that's fine but often you do bi erasure is so massive and it's just ridiculous it's actually ridiculous and then people just can't feel comfortable ever in their sexuality because it's constant doubt from all sides yeah it's 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 absolutely insane bit of a tangent but (laughs) Um, no, I think that's all really, really relevant. And I think with media representations in particular, going back to the tweet that I read out earlier, it's not child abuse to expose children to the reality that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think hiding them from that, if anything, would be child abuse. Yeah. Um, again, I wouldn't even... They're so quick, aren't they, to jump to child abuse. like that. That is one to a hundred so fast. It's not even like, oh, you're making them think of things that we haven't thought of yet, or you're making them um, explore their own sexuality when they're too young, or all of that I can maybe have a discussion with. But child abuse come on that is a leap and a half and it, um, it's just and it's just yeah. so weird as well because it's based on this idea that if people if kids learn about something they'll instantly then be that thing but that makes no sense because like i say it doesn't at all oh gay people were children and the majority of them had straight parents and straight influences and were bombarded with straight imagery and homophobia and they still turned out gay so explain that then exactly and what's really funny as well just before going to the next section is that 
Just throwing it in there that gay couples have time and time again proven to be better parents mm-hmm. in many ways. So I'm I'm currently studying education um, along with history. And we, the amount of times the statistics come up, especially when I've done more kind of um, sociological um, modules, 90% of the time they actually <laughs> are better parents yeah. in many different ways. But yeah, I just find that um, quite ironic. This discussion that we're having today, obviously, I mean, we were just saying how we recorded this uh, the other day and now we're re-recording it and it's taken a completely different yeah, turn it's completely different isn't it yeah it's there's certain things that i wanted to say or bring up or we want to talk about that we just haven't and um, but that's going to be i think that's going to characterize this mm-hmm. this podcast i think we've both got so much to say and we can do more than one episode on one topic and if, if someone who's listening um wants us to talk about something in particular or kind of elaborate on something please get into contact with us we've our handles for social media our twitter is real rants podcast is it the real rants podcast i think it's just real rants podcast real rants podcast and then that's the same for instagram as well so i'd really appreciate if you'd follow us on there do comment messages dm whatever if you've got something that you want to talk about even if it's not something that you want to see on a later podcast even if it's just something that you want to talk about we love engaging in these discussions in so many ways this is just a way for us to kind of release that slightly and to have these discussions and to take accountability that we're doing our part because i think we both felt very like we really wanted to do something and to talk about it but it's so hard when you've not got a platform to talk to a lot of people and you're not kind of we're neither of us like scientists who are publishing literature on it so it's a really weird place to be yeah i think we just want to now let's talk about stuff and obviously i feel like this has been even less educational coherent than other ones but i think it's been this is kind of how we want it to be just a random rant as we said Mm -hmm. we've taken many tangents have have you found this interesting? Who knows? But I feel like this has been useful. I, I do feel quite angry now, but I feel like we've uh, we've yeah. talked about things. We've got it out. <laughs> I did get. I did. I think this came a bit more, bit more hit, hitting home a little bit more maybe than our other one that we mm. did. It got a bit more like that, but I think it was good and it was interesting. And I, yeah, definitely, like you say, I think we just want to discuss things with people, have conversations with people. So if anyone does listen, I <laughs> see. I didn't think anyone would listen, but apparently Joel says that people are going to listen. Um, so if you have listened. <laughs> yeah engage with us and stuff but thank you very much for joining us (laughs) (laughs) oh god thank you very much for joining us here on (laughs) (laughs) i think all in all people need to be a lot more empathetic a lot more understanding and critically think about things um how they are contributing to a society that forces people and encourages people to create new labels so if you really hate these labels think about why they're coming up um, it's not really that hard to do and if you want to discuss something discuss it there's no need to um, be horrible <laughs> there's no need to be horrible see i'm so fatigued from talking about it it's honestly drained me um just be nicer just please please yeah i agree with what you say and i think it this whole discussion is kind of remind me of what i read in this book and it's kind of like the more we learn to define ourselves and understand ourselves the more confused everyone else in society seems to get and that seems to be the case but i say in that case either just kind of educate yourself understand where your opinion comes from or just mind your own business and leave people to do what they want to do like you can be you someone else can be them if they're not harming you if they're not directly hurting you or someone else don't hate crime them don't hurt them. Yeah. Just mind your business, please. Mind your business. Scratch what I said, what you said, which mu- was much better. <laughs> and I agree with that. But yes, thank you very much for joining. This has been the Real Rants podcast with Joel and Alex. Bye.